gentlemen, start your engines. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Great to have you with us. Uh, man, I had a great weekend. I hope that uh, you did as well. Uh, what did I do this weekend? Uh, nothing really extraordinary. Uh, one of the things I love to do is to walk. Uh, and also ride my bike. But uh, this weekend, I just decided to make it a walking weekend. And I was up in uh, St. Augustine uh, on Saturday, got there really early, um, did about, uh, I think, probably seven or eight miles of walking. And then I did the same thing today. Uh, so it was a really great uh, weekend for me, got some good sun, uh, and also um, had an opportunity just to enjoy this uh, beautiful spring weather. Uh, it was a little bit chilly today, a little bit colder than what probably would have been ideal. But, uh, man, it's a great time of year to be outside. So good to have everybody with us. And it was St. Patrick's Day. And, uh, you know, one of the stories I tell people about St. Patrick's Day is I grew up in Chicago, which is probably, you know, maybe Chicago and New York might be tied for sort of the biggest uh, St. Patrick's Day celebrations here in the United States and in Chicago, they dye the river green. And I mean, it's a huge deal. It, it's a huge deal. So growing up in Chicago, when I was um, in the high school marching band, uh, every year we marched in the St. Patrick's Day parade. And it was uh, it was quite a scene. Um, you know, I'll tell you back in the day, I even remember people running uh you know coming off the curb into the band and <laughs> some of the band members taking sips of the green beer uh as we were high school kids now i deny i i did that but i saw other people uh doing it but in any case um i didn't really do anything elaborate for saint patrick's day uh this year i did uh go to my grocery store here Publix. And they had corned beef and cabbage on sale. So I did. I love corned beef. I just love it. But it's always so expensive. But they had it for like um, $4.99 a pound. And it was a really good price. So um, I actually, I bought one. And um, I followed this Instapot recipe that my sister sent me. I love my Instapot. So I made the corned beef. And then I added the vegetables. And then I cooked it a little bit longer. And man, it came out just perfect. And I ate that for probably, I don't know, uh, three days, four days. I was eating pretty much my lunches and dinners were corned beef and cabbage and potatoes and carrots, just tremendous. Uh, so that was how I celebrated. And um, this was funny because uh, Biden, you know, is getting more and more, uh, you know, outrageous in the, in the things he's saying. I mean, no filter there. Uh, the New York Post reported this week that uh, Joe Biden joked that he's really not Irish because he's sober and he doesn't have relatives in jail. <laughs> uh, the stuff that this guy says, and he says he's running again. So, I mean, it just gets better and better. Well, and then on a somber note, uh, an actor that I really, really loved, Lance Reddick, 
passed away this week at the age of 60. And we don't really know the cause of death. His his wife came out and made an announcement uh, about it, thanking everybody for their, their thoughts and prayers and condolences. But if you remember Lance Reddick, he's kind of the, the tall, wiry, built guy who was on Bosch, which is one of my favorite shows, and also The Wire, another great show. And uh, he was only 60. And what's crazy about this guy is he was ripped. I mean, he was somebody that took care of himself. I mean, he looked like 0% body fat. The guy was in incredible shape. He was only 60 years old. So, you know, as a guy myself at 58, uh, I'm starting to think, you know, I always wondered when you got to be that age where you would hear announcements on the news about people dying that were your same age it really does change something about how you look at life because for really any of us, it could be our last day. I mean, you could die from, you know, a car accident or, or other things at any age. And so that's kind of important to remember. But when you start thinking about dying of old age, I don't know. I think we always think, well, our age is not the age. So like I'm still too young but you know, I'm 58. So Lance Reddick was only like a year and a half older than me. Uh, you know, and I loved it. I loved his acting. Uh, he was also a classically trained pianist. He went to the Eastman school of music and, uh, and, uh, studied, uh, music and composition and piano, uh, just an amazing, talented guy. And, uh, man, he passed away at the age of 60 this week. So our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. All right. So we've got to get into this whole Trump story. And I know I was thinking about this today. I was thinking, okay, we've got to talk about Trump on the broadcast this week. But the problem is I like to replay this show throughout the week. So all of this is supposed to happen on probably Tuesday from what the latest news reports are that Trump is supposedly going to be arrested on Tuesday. So that means this show will run today on Sunday and it'll be rebroadcast tomorrow a few times. And then uh, probably on Tuesday, it'll be old news and nobody's going to want to hear me talking about uh, Trump. But uh, I do want to talk about this case because I think it's important that people understand what this case is. Because um, and I I was a little bit confused, actually, because I know there is there is one case that's ongoing in Georgia against Trump for allegedly tampering with the election in Georgia, which uh, that's one case. Then there's another case in New York City. Uh, and and then there's the, this other case in New York State. In New York State case, they're going after like all of his um his accounting and his you know historical you know business dealings and all those kinds of things. This case, from what I understand, um, in New York City, this is the case that he is uh, supposedly going to be arrested on uh, on Tuesday. And this is strictly focused on the Stormy Daniels payoff. So the story is that years ago, Trump supposedly had an affair with Stormy Daniels. I don't know if it's true or not. There were pictures of them together. I don't necessarily doubt it. Um, but then he paid her hush money, which I guess is what rich people do when they have affairs and they want to keep things quiet. They, they pay people. Um, I've never been in that position <laughs> to either have that kind of money or to have affairs. Cause I don't, I, I've been married, you know, for 36 years until my wife uh, filed for divorce recently. Uh, and that's another story. Um, but in any case, um, he paid her, I guess, $130,000. That's the 
That's the story. Um, to keep her quiet, she signed a non-disclosure agreement. Now, this happened during the election. So under some type of legal interpretation, they're taking the position that by quieting Stormy Daniels with this payoff, that it was actually a campaign contribution that was not legally made. That's what I understand the case to be. Now, what's interesting about this is that there were far larger uh, campaign, uh, you know, violations, campaign finance violations by Hillary Clinton, and those were settled uh, with with a fine. And then, of course, do you remember the John Edwards case where he had not only a, a months and months long affair during his campaign, but then on top of that, there was, uh, you know, a, a child that that came from that affair as well. And um, he was actually um, brought up on charges because of of taking money from the campaign, um, allegedly, and, and paying that to his mistress. And of course, um, he was acquitted of those charges. So there are there's lots of history of these kinds of things that get settled. They're not the kinds of things that you put people in jail over uh, traditionally. And it is um, Trump is describing it as a witch hunt. I think he's right. And uh, I'm going to make a prediction here tonight, though. I, I do not believe that they're going to arrest Trump, at least not in a traditional way. Um, there has been uh, stories, uh, you know, buzz building online that they're going to handcuff Trump, uh, put him through a perp walk, which is going to be this like incredibly unprecedented historical event where you have a former president who is being guarded by the secret service while being handcuffed perp walked and uh you know arrested brought into a police precinct to be fingerprinted uh and to be charged and have to i guess make bail but yet he's guarded by the secret service okay so the secret service is supposedly preparing for this uh nypd is preparing for this there's supposed to be a lot of protests about this the uh the New York City uh, district attorney is uh, saying that they feel threatened because Trump has called for protests. Um, so here's what I think is going to happen. I think they will quietly let Trump come in uh, and be booked and be released. I think that's what's going to happen. If anything happens, I don't see them making this into a big show because I don't think it's safe for anybody to do that, to make it into a big show. And I think it is clearly overplaying their hand uh, to do this. And Elon Musk tweeted, and I think he's 100% right, and I said this early in the week. Musk says that Trump will win in a landslide victory if he is indicted uh, by this grand jury in New York City. I think this is absolutely the case. I think that uh, this will galvanize Trump's support. It will absolutely galvanize Trump's support. Look at it like this. Uh, the more Trump is in the media, I was uh, really surprised. Um, the other day I was um, in Jacksonville and I was having dinner and they happened to have the television on MSNBC and I don't have cable television. I have um, Internet channels and, you know, a lot of other things, but I just I don't subscribe to cable. And even if I did, I would not watch MSNBC. But the entire time I'm eating dinner and finally a couple of us complained and they turned this, they turned it off because it was just obnoxious. But the, the entire time they were talking nothing but about Trump, 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 Trump. And it is amazing to me 
how much coverage he still gets even as being a former president. And I know in this case, it's not for a good reason, but still he he's, he's in the media. He's taking all the air out of the room. Uh, and he is obviously running again. And I see this as nothing but good for him. I, this just goes right along with the narrative that the deep state is after him, that they don't want him to run again, that they're afraid if he gets reelected. Uh, and maybe all of that is a little bit of hyperbole, but this uh, charge and and potential arrest, it all plays into that. It, this all goes into Trump's narrative that he's this superhero and there are all these villains and this just builds support for him, not only among his ardent followers, but this also builds uh, support among those that are kind of on the fence like myself, because I have uh, recently said on social media that I would uh, really be leaning more towards a DeSantis than a Trump this time around. But if they do arrest Trump and 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 turn this into a big deal, uh, I would be back on the Trump train. And uh, I think that this is going to really work in Trump's favor. And I think probably he would love it if they were to handcuff him and make him do a perp walk with all the cameras and everything. I mean, it is part of the show called Donald Trump. It is it is a it is a 24/7 reality show and we've never seen quite a figure like Trump probably I mean in my lifetime there's been no one. Uh this guy is unbelievable at the age of 76 how he continues to fight all these battles on multiple fronts. He's starting social media companies, expanding his real estate empire. He's announcing to run again for president and on and on and on. And uh, I think that this does nothing but raise Trump's profile. All right. This story um, is is again, this is kind of a rerun because this has happened um, at least one or two years uh, in the past. The city of Miami Beach um, has uh, declared a state of emergency and they're imposing a midnight curfew in South Beach which that's that area on Ocean Drive. If you've ever been to Miami Beach, uh, you know, Miami Vice, all of those shots, that's that's Ocean Drive. So what is strange about Ocean Drive, if you've ever been to South Beach, as it's called, is there are clubs on Ocean Drive in that whole district that do not open up until midnight or one in the morning. It is a totally different culture where the young people sleep most of the day and then they start these parties at midnight, one o'clock in the morning. And some of these parties will not uh, end until four or five in the morning. It is a very different culture how the clubs run down there. But apparently there were two shootings and we don't know if this is related or not to spring break. Now it is spring break. And in past spring breaks, they've had similar uh, they've had similar problems with violence and they've had to declare a state of emergency and do this very same thing. Uh, So we're not sure exactly what's going to happen. Uh, You know, during covid, they had closed the beaches and done other things, uh, uh, you know, in an attempt to to try to uh, curb what was happening. Uh, But uh, it's interesting to watch this uh, happening again. So if you are a parent and you have a kid that's on spring break and it is crazy what goes on during spring break. We, we have that here in Daytona beach, which is about a half an hour South of where I live. 
And it's really tragic because every year there are people, um, you know, falling off of balconies, tragic accidents, um, uh, people getting hit by cars, walking out in the street without, you know, using the the uh, crosswalks and all of that. Um, it's dangerous. And, and there's drinking and drugs and a lot of bad things that happen. And a lot of the young people will come down to these spring break areas. Sometimes they'll go to Mexico and you'll see them like five, six, seven, even eight or ten people maybe sharing one small hotel or motel room taking shifts as to sleeping and showering and, and that sort of thing. Um, and it's just no rules, just right. And for some of these young people, it might be the first time they've been, you know, on a trip by themselves. Um, and they're being introduced to things that are dangerous, uh, in particular, uh, illegal drugs. So, uh, this is something that's, uh, it's concerning and apparently, uh, authorities are taking steps, uh, to deal with the violence, uh, this week in South beach. So adjustable rate mortgages are making a little bit of a comeback. And I did a video on this uh, just about three days ago, because as many of you know, I am back in the mortgage business again, working, working as a loan officer, which I did for many years and I'm doing that again and I'm really loving it. But one of the things that has happened over the last one year is that when we would go to get a rate for a client, what we would find is that the adjustable rate products were exactly the same rate, sometimes higher than the fixed rate products. And that's because of the inverted um, yield curve. That is what normally happens is as you get further and further out, you have, uh, you know, the, the interest rates will go higher, but, and the interest rates are shorter. Uh, the short term rates are lower, but sometimes that can be messed up by what we call an inverted uh, yield curve. So what happens is when you have these rates, the short term rates actually getting higher than the longer term rates, we have these, you know, sort of conundrums where you have uh, an adjustable rate mortgage and, and mortgages tend to be linked to the 10 year government bond, not these shorter term rates or what you see the Federal Reserve doing. Those are the shorter term rates. It is the 10 year bond that the uh, that, that the 30 year mortgage in particular is linked to the, the interest rate on it. So all that being said, we're starting to see where you could get a seven year arm or a 10 year arm. That's where the rate is locked in for the first seven years or the first 10 years where that's a better rate than the 30 year mortgage. That's a change in the mortgage market. And it's a good change because there are, you know, for most people, I think the average now is people stay in a house five years. So, well, it is traditional to get the 30 year mortgage or even the 15 year mortgage. Most people aren't going to stay in a house for 30 years. And so even though the loan is amortized over 360 payments or 30 years, uh, we don't really need to lock the rate for those 30 years for most people. And so that's why if we can get the better deal and lock the rate for seven years or even 10 years, that's more than enough. And if it's a good discount, you know, right now we're seeing where rates could actually be a good half a percent less, maybe even a little bit better than that. Um, if you go with the arm versus the fixed rate and also what is happening here in Florida is I'm starting to do a tremendous amount of construction loans, mortgages for construction. And the reason why this is happening is largely because the available home inventory is just not there. So, you know, we, we used to have the argument of whether it makes more sense financially to build or to buy an existing home. 
And that will shift back and forth based on the cost of existing home versus the cost of construction. However, right now, it's really not so much an argument about the cost one versus the other. It is about the lack of homes on the market. So people in particular that want these more deluxe homes, you know, the four bedroom, the five bedroom, uh, and they're they're looking for all the upgrades. They're looking for the crown molding and they're looking for the high quality cabinets and the tile work and the wood floors. They're not looking for the lower cost sort of one size fits all uh, mass production built home. And they have a lot of those here um, in, in Florida. You know, you have these mass construction builders and there's nothing wrong with that because that is affordable for a lot of people. But there there is um, a growing demand for people that have the big incomes that want these beautiful custom homes with all the upgrades. And there's just not a lot of inventory of those homes available. So what's happening in my business in particular is we're doing a lot more construction loans where people are saying, hey, I'm willing to wait six months, eight months what's typically 10 months or a year actually for one of these more deluxe homes. I'm willing to wait that time um, and to do a construction loan to get exactly what I want and get a brand new home rather than buying an existing home. So that is uh, another change that's happening uh, in the market. Okay. So more news here, Sam Bankman freed, as many people are calling him, Sam, Sam Bankman fraud. Uh, it is now being reported that he paid himself over $2 billion and his team another $1 billion before the FTX exchange filed for bankruptcy. Uh, so this really stinks, doesn't it? I mean, I thought that the bankruptcy laws were in place to prevent this kind of thing, uh, but it, it looks like uh, somehow he was able to do this to take $2 billion out for himself. This is the story. Uh, that's being reported and then a billion paid uh, to his team. This is really no different uh, than what happened with the uh, Silicon Valley Bank, right? So hours before the Silicon Valley Bank goes under, just hours before all of the annual bonuses are paid out. So this this is how it's done uh, in the financial industry. And if you or I did this, we would go to prison. Uh, they would you know, prosecute you for bankruptcy fraud. Uh, and, and getting into the, the whole bank crisis. So this news just came in over the weekend that UBS has bought Credit, Credit Suisse. So Credit Suisse, which is the Zurich-based investment bank, uh, had huge problems. Uh, I think the figure was $17 billion that they had to write off in, uh, in bond losses uh, as they went into this deal to be bought out by UBS. So here's what's happening. People were panicking when they saw the quote unquote government bailout. That was the Biden administration came up with this pot of money of $300 billion. And that uh, was to bail out Silicon Valley Bank and a couple of other banks. Well, then the, the next phase of it, they said, well, we've got banks that are putting up money to bail out other banks. And now we've got um, this situation here where we have UBS buying Credit Suisse. So it's a little bit of window dressing because Credit Suisse did fail and it's not a government bailout, but it's UBS buying Credit Suisse and they're buying them with all of these bad debts written off. 
Um, so it's going to be in the newspaper as an acquisition, but it really is another bank collapse. And there'll probably be government money in there somehow, some way, uh, propping up uh, the banking system, whether it be, you know, over there uh, in, in Switzerland, which I, I believe Switzerland did pony up with money already for credits credit suisse if i remember reading that a few days ago but but uh be assured there will be government money in the billions in this deal one way or the other um you know funneling it in there but it will be presented in the media as an acquisition and that is supposed to uh, calm fears people that are worried uh about what's going on uh in the banking crisis uh okay so we're going to close it out with this so i posted an interesting uh article on my social media last week that exercise vigorous exercise is one and a half times more effective in treating depression and anxiety than than counseling and medication is wow and and i've always known that to be the case and i think that's a low number i think um i think exercise is probably multiple uh times effective uh, of medication and and getting therapy or counseling if you're going through depression um and i'm personally uh, i'll be honest i'm personally fighting depression right now you know after being married for 36 years my wife filed for divorce and so my life has been upended and i've been going through this but i'll tell you if you're somebody that's struggling with depression whether it's because of a divorce or any other personal situation you're going through or maybe you just have you know have the depression you, there may not be there's not always a life event it's some some times you just are depressed and people struggle with that uh, mine tends to be more linked to a life event but that's not always the case uh, but as much as you don't want to do it listen to me carefully in this as much as it's the last thing that you'd ever want to do to get out on your bicycle or go out for a walk or go out for a run or go up to the gym and lift weights, get on the exercise machines. That's the last thing you want to do when you're depressed, but it's the number one thing that you absolutely should do. And so I'm going to leave you with that uh, tonight because uh, that's something that has really been helping me. I want to share that with you. I hear from a lot of you during the week. I get the emails, the messages on Facebook, people that are going through tough things also, Sometimes it's a financial issue. Sometimes it's a divorce. Sometimes it's a failure of a business or sometimes a health crisis you're going through. Uh, do what you can. I know some people are limited on what they could do physically, but even just getting out for a slow walk, getting some sunshine, some fresh air will do you good. Thanks so much for joining me. As always, love doing the show. Great to be with you every week. And remember, if it's Sunday night, it's Jim Paris Live. So long, everybody.